How's it going, everybody? This is Dailies to Downloads. My name is Chad. With me is Eric. This is a webcast, a podcast about movies. This week, we're just going to go over some of the updates and recent headlines with regard to movie watching during the pandemic and uh, how that has affected studios and theater chains. There has been a lot of recent headlines. And we'll start off with one of the recent developments in some of the major cities across the U.S., and one would think that this will spread, is that they are starting to ask for proof of vaccination at the theaters. And the theater owners are very worried about this, and you know, understandably so, because this will drive ticket sales down even more than they were before, which is not great already, as we've discussed in the past. Um, so yeah, we have uh, New Orleans, and coming up is San Francisco, and then I think September 13th, New York. Will yeah, they started implementing it today, but I think there are these weird tiers of, uh, in two weeks is another tier, but they, right. as of today, they did start doing that here in New York. Yeah, and I guess in some, I guess like it's a little bit different if you have been vaccinated with regard to at least um, wearing a mask, and stuff and then there's the whole mask mandate thing which obviously is a hot button topic all across the u.s regardless of movie theaters but um so eric what do you think about the whole proof of vaccination thing do you think that this is just one more obstacle that theaters will have to face do you think that uh you know they should be worried what do you think um well it might be an obstacle but at the same time i think I, I see it perhaps a little bit from the other side where people may be less comfortable about going to a theater due to being in a very, uh, I don't know, what would you say, non-vaccinated area. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, so so I, almost the reverse. I mean, I guess I could see both sides. One, obviously, if you're mandating a vaccination, then you're, gonna, you're turning people away. Right, literally. Um, but then I do see the opposite where someone might feel a little bit more comfortable about finally going to a movie again or something if something like this was put into place. Right. Um, I don't think either is going to greatly help uh, right now in terms of financial stuff, you know, unimportant stuff like movie grosses and things like that. But, you know, um, maybe this as this becomes somewhat of the norm i guess it's also tough because the major movie chains i guess are just have to do what the state mandate is so i don't think it's gonna be like amc or regal saying across the board company right. policy it seems to be based on what the state is making them do right uh, and so that you know that kind of thing will always make it very very scattered and then and some you know, some states are more liberal uh, than others or yeah, concerned about this than others as as we all know and have seen yeah. on the news um, yeah. and not then people may travel people don't necessarily stay within state lines like there right. are all these other kinds of things where it's like okay it maybe seems like a nice it's proactive to a degree but I, I'm not sure if it's going to make such a huge dent either way but maybe just pessimistic well I, I do think that it will if, if anything it will hurt the the movies movie ticket sales um even more than they already are um but one thing i think and this is just in general if you ask me i think that people should start getting used to carrying their vaccination card with them 
on a regular basis if they don't already. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I download an app uh, for New York State. So right, and a lot of yeah, a lot of people have apps. Yep. Yeah. Because let's face it, you know, movie theaters are not going to be the only ones that that want to see proof of vaccine. You know, it might be Broadway or concert venues or whatever. You know, um, so I think that is something that people should start getting used to doing. Ha and on top of that, I think that theaters and we this goes back to what we talked about in the past with theaters adapting to change and being proactive and, you know, trying to not be so far behind the ball. If, if it were me in the meetings, I would simply say we need to get ahead of this. We need to adapt to these changes. And this is going to be a way of life for a while. So let's, you know, hit the ground running, have a system in place. Here's what we're going to do with people bringing in their vaccination cards. Here's how we're going to keep the line moving. You know, here will be the directions here, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, but I think it, it shows being more lackadaisical has prolonged this. And when it, is there an end in sight? It seems like, yeah, we got to get a little bit more stricter if this is um, going to ever be behind us. And, you know, as my, uh, so my mom's a nurse and she told me way back when the pandemic was in its peak that uh, one of the worst places to go is a movie theater. Sure. Like on the scale of, you know, likelihood of catching COVID, uh, the movie theater is very high on the list because it's a contained space. So, you know, it, it's always going to be an issue. And in New Orleans, it's a big issue as far as people that are unvaccinated because half of the population in the article that I read are, are not vaccinated. Um, you know, so it's, uh, and you know, these cities are a big part of the ticket sales. So it's, uh, it's just, it's going to be something that we have to face going forward. So theaters should be worried. I, I, I really think not just, the, I really think they should be taking a more proactive approach to everything. I really do. I think they should try to adapt to all this in a better way than they have instead of a wait and see approach or a wait and it'll go away approach. Yeah. Because look um, how quickly the news changes too with, I think it was just last summer or last fall when like the AMC CEO was announcing like, well, we're not going to request uh, um, mandate mask wearing, you know? And then there was a huge public outcry against that. And they're like, right. oh, okay, you've spoken. We are going to do, you know, because it was all thing. if you ask them to wear a mask, is that turning away business? Well, it's like, guys, they're going to have to be bigger fish to fry, you know? Like, right. it's turning away business, yes. But you know what also turns away business? Dead customers. Like, you know, eventually, yeah. At, yeah. A certain, at a certain point, like, we can keep putting our one foot in the water, taking it out, putting it back in, blah, blah, blah. But we're just prolonging this stretch throughout you know for numerous reasons but right right and so as a result of the kind of hills and valleys that theaters are facing right now the uh you know treacherous territory that the, those chains are 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 facing ahead what we're seeing then is streaming deals being worked out and boy in the last month or so like there has been a lot going on with streaming deals I, I feel like to a degree it's like the wild west when it comes to like what window what studios have what windows so one of the things that made me want to choose this topic is the fact that amc and warner brothers struck a deal to have a 45 day window now this news is a couple weeks old but 
I mention it because, and I think uh, one of our former colleagues, uh, Jeremy Thomas, was talking about how this is, you know, it's it's you know, it's, I guess a step in, in a good direction, but at the same time, it's like trying to put the genie back into the bottle, um, you know, because the the theaters want there to be a wider window. It used to be just for point of comparison. It used to be from seventy five to ninety days the window from theaters to to digital or to DVD. So now that's being shortened to 45. In the case of just those two, AMC and Warner Brothers, it's different everywhere else. Um, but it's um, it's a big deal. And studios might say, well, this is something, it's a compromise, but Warner Brothers is still giving HBO Max a whole slew of exclusive movies going forward. So streaming, is just kind of something that's here to stay. It's something that you have to deal with. And what's, so, well, before I move on, so what you, I'm sure you heard about that, that yeah. deal, right? Um, I mean, I guess, I, I, in a, you know, in the very bare sense, like I'm, I'm glad that at least preserves some of the theater exclusivity. Right. But there is a thing where it's like, okay, doing it with one specific theater chain feels a little un, uh, unethical or whatever right. to me. I think that's weird. Um, because like, you know, when we get the new the Robert Pattinson Batman movie next year, it's okay, like you gotta go to an AMC to see it for, for the first 45 days. Um, and now due to the pandemic and otherwise, I feel like now even I'm conditioned when I hear about a new movie coming out to first think, oh, is it also, also available to stream? You know, like that's, I've caught up, I guess, with that, with that as well, because we've kind of had to. And because more often than not, it is, <laughs> no matter what it is, you know? Uh, so now it's actually more, um, what was the one last that a, a free guy, the Ryan Reynolds movie? That's like they made an emphasis to say it, like only in theaters. And know? I was talking to somebody today about this, and I was like, of all movies that you're gonna put your foot down about, Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds is the movie. It's like, darn it, you gotta come into theaters to see this one. You can't see it any other way. Really? Like that's the one we're gonna base all of our hopes on. Oh, uh, this will. This will make Luckily, people... it seems to have done okay from what I'm sure I it has because that's but, the only way people can see thank it. Thank God. If it would have bombed, then I then it would say, see, people don't want to, you know. Uh, and it's skewed somewhat younger, obviously. So right. yeah. I, I'm assuming those kids feel like I'm healthy. I I'll see free guy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't hang out with young kids, but you know, so yeah, so I, I don't mind the exclusivity itself. Um, I just think that the way it's done between one theater chain. It, one monopoly in another does make it dicey going forward because regal was probably trying to do that right now with paramount or, or the movies year. though they're choosing to release only in theaters to me are so odd like you know spiral was one that was only available in theaters there for a while and i thought that was a weird one you know to like make people go to the theaters for but even though you did <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, but so one of the things that this has has happened because of all this is like i feel like some studios are seeing how the movie performs and if it doesn't perform in theaters the way they want it to they fast track it to digital instead of the 45 now i don't know what windows every studio and theater chain have but like for example the green knight initially that was i saw a article where that was going to be streaming online for one day one day it was going to be streaming online. And I thought, 
I should talk to Eric about that. That sounds yeah. like an interesting idea. That, that what 824 if, screening room. Right. right. Zola and uh, right. Minari, they did it once. And yeah. And I was like, what, what, you know, what if that was something that happened going forward? Like, you know, if you want to stream it online, you only have one day to do it. Like, that might be an interesting thing. But it appears they didn't stick to that because tomorrow... It's just coming out digitally. <laughs> like, yeah. so. I, I do, that is something where uh, if anyone's attended any virtual film festivals where that has become a, a normal practice where it's like it's only available on this day and within this like four hour block of time. Right. Uh, You've um, probably so, that before, yeah. Yeah. So that, I guess, makes it a little bit more exclusive uh, because, you know, as you know, when we have movies that you can watch at home, you're going to put it off for as long as you as you can usually, right? right? So if I know I have to watch it within this four hour window, um, that makes it a little bit more special. Um, that could have been cool, but I guess, yeah, A24 decided to uh, open, up, open up the floodgates the next day and just have it open everywhere. Yeah, because I, I had considered seeing it and then I uh, was just like, well, now I can wait. And, and I think now it's available and you're like, oh, I'll get to it in 2029 probably. Right. Yeah. And that's, but you see, that's the thing that we've talked about uh, before is, uh, you know, like Fast and the Furious 9. I had thought about going to see that in theaters and then I turned around and it's already, it's already available to rent on digital. And then you have to ask yourself. So initially you're asking yourself, should I see it in theaters? And then the window comes and goes and now it's available to rent for $20 on digital platforms then you have to ask yourself should i just wait until the rental price goes down so there's now like instead of waiting for theaters or dvd there's like multiple different yeah there's that like you, the, that you can consider premium vod or, or you know svod or whatever it is yeah i i think that is always the uh, main benefit always comes up that like, oh, if you have a family, it's cheaper to watch it at home and just pay that 20 bucks or 30 bucks for the Disney uh, all access or whatever it's called. Um, so outside of that, if I'm watching it alone, yes. If I, I'm gonna still wait till it goes to the 4.99, 5.99, you know. Uh, back in the old days, we called it waiting for the red box kids, but, but uh, <laughs> uh, is that still around red box? Oh yeah, yep. it is okay. Uh, there's not many in my area. I, I I've never I never really used it that much, if to be quite honest. Yeah, uh, I was I was kind of reliant on on Netflix uh, when they you know mailing discs yeah. to my house. It was just a three a.m. gas station. Uh, just walk by a red box and just yeah. look at the titles. <laughs> An old American pastime. <laughs> like it was far enough away. The red boxes where I was just like, oh, I don't want to get this and have to return it tomorrow but then i'm gonna get charged another day <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so uh one of the other parts of the whole theaters and streaming issue has been uh the star's salary and what they're getting paid and uh obviously the scarlett johansson disney situation uh has continued uh to spiral i guess uh no pun intended chris rock but uh Obviously, that continues to escalate, I guess, is a better way to say it. So I guess I know, obviously, I'm not an expert on movie contracts, but I would imagine that in addition to what they get paid, you know, standard salary, they have certain agreements as to 
pieces of the movie in certain some cases you know depending on the star of course and she i think also had like an executive producer credit i think that's also in her favor that she's also right. playing that title on top of it is part of that being screwed i mean i guess it's all about the wording in this case and disney which is i don't know uncharacteristic has been pretty blunt and aggressive with how they've responded to her saying that there's no merit to any of this and then throwing out to uh the news establishments what her salary was which was 20 million if i remember correctly um so, on that? you know what i mean who can survive that I, who can survive on that she just had a kid this week i mean this kid needs to eat right give him 20 million dollars come on right yeah and you know congrats to to her uh for the baby but uh, obviously she's in addition to being a, a mom now, she's also dealing with this uh, with this lawsuit. So, I mean, it's hard for me to really give an opinion without knowing what the wording is. I mean, if it's based on movie ticket sales and a pandemic affects that, then my reaction to her lawsuit is tough shit. But if it's prom, if certain amounts are promised to her, that's different. But if it's just a percentage of the ticket sales. And there are no ticket sales. <laughs> like, then what can you do? You know. Yeah, I, I mean, for some, I don't know about this with Disney, but with HBO Max, when they when Warner decided that they were going to release their entire 2021 slate on HBO Max, they did pay a lot of the top talent for those films. Like, I think Patty Jenkins got 10 million dollars, and so did Gail Godot for Wonder Woman going to HBO Max. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, so they at least got they got paid will smith got right. paid for king richard like uh james gunn the suicide squad like they got paid like a couple extra million dollars due to on top, on top of what they already yeah got. yeah due to the decision to pivot to do streaming at the same time so in that sense there is precedent for scarlett johansson to have be that makes sense that, um, yeah, that makes sense yeah and i'm not sure why they couldn't then just say with the dis uh, Disney, whatever it's called, Premier Disney Premier Access. Yeah, right. that, why not give a cutback uh, percentage of that? You would think her. then, if that uh, was, yeah, you would think that yeah. that would be. They made such a big announcement, like you don't need to release your numbers, which is also a little wild, wild west. But Disney was like very open about sixty million dollars in streaming sales for Black Widow opening weekend. Right. And so if that's real, that those are real receipts, you would think that you could make some, and I assume that probably will be how it plays out, that she'll get a percentage of those sales. And you, just- well, you would, you would think, and that's, that's why, you know, you, we both now mentioned Wild Wild West, because this is all new movie. terrain. It's a great film, Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check yeah. it out. It's streaming. Great, great show too. Um, you know, because this is all new terrain. It's, it's almost like it reminds me of the whole, Napster era of music downloads, where now we're in a space where artists are getting paid per stream and all that kind of stuff. And it's more clear cut, but it wasn't always like that. There was a period where it was pretty tumultuous if you were a musician. And I think we're entering that territory to a certain extent with movies and movie streaming and actor salaries too, because Certain studios obviously are giving these actors money on top of what they already got based on the streaming deals that they set up. But Disney apparently is, is, yeah, is not doing that. So I'm, I'm curious if anyone, like, you think for like Jungle Cruise, I'm sure like The Rock 
oh, come on they gave him something they had like for you know like you I mean, tell he, me he didn't get something he's firmly the their guy so yeah you would think that they're taking care of him in some way because yeah. i you know he he's not gonna leave yeah <laughs> like, the, the fact that sculpture had i think was the only one to at least this publicly right it's interesting because then i yeah because i wonder about um what was it last year uh mulan uh which no one remembers because that you know um yeah uh, Soul, you know, Luca, so, you know, so there have been some that even don't do the premiere $30 thing, some they just put right on Disney Plus, and that is the Hamilton, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, I just feel like it's... Yeah, there's a whole list bad. of movies that went straight to streaming, uh, yeah, yeah, instead of being in theaters, which was, I guess, they planned for a lot of them, and yeah, but yeah, so, I mean, the fact that Scarlett Johansson obviously is a female, and, you know, so she has her supporters, um, it's just, it's tough to really concretely say whether she's right or wrong without knowing the particulars but uh, i do think that this is something that will continue to get ironed out as the years go by yeah this um, was and it, this was probably going to happen eventually with someone and it was going to be I, ugly due to that reason and yeah. i do think it's maybe people were afraid to speak out because they will look heartless because it's the pandemic and, and then yeah, like disney is kind of framing it yeah uh, disney so. certainly played that card right away yeah they were like oh you know a poor me who's making 20 million dollars but at the same time it's it's a little more complicated than that and they they want to paint her as a villain right away which is you know somewhat childish even if disney's in the right so yeah but i guess that's it for black widow right the character like i think she's well yeah i mean if it, it wasn't before it definitely is now. yeah Spoiler alert: She she did die in uh, in the uh, that didn't stop her though from making another movie <laughs> in Avengers Endgame, um, yeah. and and now this was like her one off movie. So yeah, I mean I've heard rumors that some of the characters in Black Widow could potentially return down the road, um, but uh, you know to date, sorry I have not seen it because it is still disney premiere or access or i won't see it until this legal dispute is put to rest right you know we're we are you know free scarlet That's i am a court of appeals viewer free scarlet. i would hold up my sign but i don't have one. exactly you, I, I saw today that um anthony mackie's signed to be like be the lead in the next captain america movie and yep. you gotta guarantee that they are ironing out those streaming specifics in the contract yeah, that's <laughs> you know? the thing that's it's going to be a big deal going forward when these when these stars are signing on to movies yeah. or sequels or whatever they're going to want to know what do i get if you know the number of theaters showing my movie goes down if the ticket sales end up being a moot point um and you can't you can't blame them i mean this is all new territory but to me it's you know it's fascinating in, in many ways um you know that's why we're movie nerds i guess um, and on top of all this, so, you know, certain studios are simply dealing with the problem by skipping theaters altogether. Uh, Hotel Transylvania 4, which I know is a movie that all the listeners or watchers here are interested in, but uh, it is skipping theaters altogether. And there's like a hundred million dollar deal uh, with, with Amazon to go right to streaming. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I, I mean, it makes sense for for me. I, I do think for kids' films, animated films for children specifically, I think streaming is always a better bet. Uh, I agree. I agree. Million dollars is kind of crazy, but nonetheless, um, you know, everyone excited for uh, Paw Patrol the movie this Friday. Um, 
just see it on Paramount Plus. You know, if you uh, haven't gotten that, I don't think anyone's gotten Paramount Plus, but I'm it's sure they have free worse. trials. You know, there, there are free trials, I'm sure. Just see Paw Patrol. The there movie. is. There was a really good free trial at one point, but uh, yeah, Paramount Plus is one of the worst, in my opinion. I just, I just, yeah, I just, I don't feel like they have an anchor right now for any. Um, I know that they're going to do maybe a 30 day thing. Their next, their first like big one, I feel like, is Top Gun, the Top Gun sequel. Right. And they have like a certain thing in place where like they had like a free trial. Like normally their free trial is just like seven days or whatever it is. Um, but they did have a longer free trial when uh, around the time that Quiet Place 2 was hitting their service. Um, but you know that didn't really much matter anyway because the blu-ray came out and now the codes are all out there and you can stream it or buy it on you know so it's they like you said they don't have an anchor they need to have something else that draws people in to want to pay 9.99 a month for their service so and and just thinking of someone as a side note because 100 million dollars seems insane you know like i also think that in the case of another film that uh sold for 25 million dollars at sundance called coda yeah um Child of Deaf Adult CODA, um, you know, was bought for 25 million from Apple, which was the biggest every, you know, we always say every year someone makes yeah. the biggest sale ever, right? Uh, and so it was a big, obviously it was a very, very big deal. It won all the top prizes at Sundance, but then it's like, I wonder if these companies are spending that kind of money because they can and because it like gives them some clout. Because then I always think the rollout distribution of it is always botched. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it's in a few theaters as well, but I just feel like, again, like we always say, after 48 hours, 72 hours, it just feels like a missed opportunity. Um, that's that's the part of this that the studios specifically really need to look into is the whole, how can we extend the interest people have in our new releases? Because as we've talked about, and you just said, Right now, it's very short. It, it is a very like short-term interest period. It's like, okay, this was new this weekend. On Monday, I'm not going to care about it in any way. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And so I, I think some of these companies that have so much money are just doing it because they want to seem like a premier. You know, when Netflix a couple of years ago wanted to be seen as like a very filmmaker-focused studio, Right, you know, they put a lot of money behind that and stuff, and I think the Apples and Amazons of the world are behind in that regard. Um, and so, but they have so much dumb money to throw around, right? That, but then, but then they don't know what to do with it. So it's like, like we always say, good luck finding a movie on Amazon Prime. Like, sure, they'll give you a hundred million dollars for it, but good luck finding it on there. Like, it's unfortunate. Even yeah, and they, you know, I'm sure they're gonna promote the hell out of Hotel Hotel Transylvania for when the weekend it opens, but. You know, Everyone, everyone's talking about the on HBO, uh, the White Lotus. Oh yeah, that was, that was that was a big thing on Saturday and Sunday. Now, by the time you guys hear this episode, probably won't even remember it. My It'd wife be- has already mentioned wanting to watch that, and uh, you know, there's right now whether it's movies or shows. And I was like, I was talking to somebody about this earlier too. There is an oversaturation of content, and it's out of control. It really, really is. Like no one has the amount of time in their life to watch all the stuff that's out right now like it really is it becomes a point where it's like well should i watch these indie movies or should i watch this new release well what about these shows and like you know i'm just not gonna watch anything (laughs) i'm just exactly and after all that after all that dilemma and existential crisis you come to the conclusion well you know what screw it 
I've been thinking about it for three hours. It's midnight now. It's time to go to bed. Right. And in my case, it's like, well, I know wrestling's on somewhere. Click. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, just, it's funny that the yeah. onslaught of it that, yeah. And also another one, check, uh, funny enough, uh, Annette, which is the new film from Leos Carax, the guy that made Holy Motors, the French filmmaker. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a musical from the, the Sparks, the brothers, uh, uh, with, it's with Adam Driver and Marianne Cotillard. Um, it was in theaters for three weeks. It was premiered at Cannes. It will be on Amazon Prime by the time anyone hears this. Um, and it'll be forgotten about by the time anyone hears this as well. So, which is, you know, in, in, in some cases, it's not sad. And it's like, well, who cares? The movie was just mediocre. But in some cases, like, you know, well, one of the, yeah. some of the movies are really, could be really good and really deserve an audience. And it's much harder now for some of these underrated movies, indie movies, foreign movies, whatever, to gain. I guarantee, yeah, I guarantee you a lot of people are going to be putting on like their year end list, even though it's a series, but some will call it a film or what have you. Uh, the Underground Railroad from Barry Jenkins. Right. Um, which, again, Amazon gave the money for him to make it, which is great. But good luck keeping a conversation going for more than three days. And every, like, yeah. you know, so you can find it right now if you're looking for it. And it's excellent. But it really should be more of a cultural conversation if it, it was in a different environment, a different distributor, different something. But and then it, again, they may not have gotten the funds to make it in the first place. So I'm happy that they did. So right. Kind of hard to get too angry about it, but you know. And in the case of your end top ten list, what you were saying, I think you know, in a weird way, I think critics have an obligation now to when they list these top ten lists to tell people where to find some of this stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, which is crazy, but it's like if you really care about people watching these movies, then you need to tell them how to find it because a lot of people are not Eric and I. So we will, you know, who will Most go and look not. all over the place. Yeah, they, uh, you or I. In fact, there are about 9 billion that are, you know, what are they going to do? <laughs> they need it. That's true. That's true. Well, let us know what you think about all this, uh, what you think about uh, all the streaming, uh, digital movie theater to digital windows, all that, all that stuff. Let us know what you think. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a like, give us a five-star review. Uh, send us money if you want, whatever, you know, all that stuff. You can get on Cameo. We can do uh, happy birthdays to your family. Would, hey, and my cameos would definitely be cheap. So I think that that <laughs> yeah. would be a good thing. <laughs> Who is this guy? I don't know. He was $2. Uh, $2 camp. We got uh, to bring back, uh, do they still have TV Guide? Like an actual physical copy? Because I think we need them back now for streaming. Hey, I don't know. That's a good question. Bring it back. Get your Now, we're, now we're dating ourselves. That's true. Um, so for Eric, my name is Chad. We will see you next week.